0: cliffcentral.com.
1: What I want us to talk about is collectomania. And every Monday we talk collectomania. It's where we get someone who's got an interesting collection and we ask them to share their their passion and their enthusiasm for that collection with us. And this morning is no different. It's brought to you by the South African Gold Coin Exchange and the Scoin Shop. And again, it bears repeating that if you'd invested in gold, or you'd invested in platinum or silver, you'd be in a better position now than if you'd invested in Bitcoin or in the stock market or in property. Just remember that because it's quite an interesting thing to keep in the back of your mind. And if you're thinking it's time to invest in gold, in. these are the people to talk to the south african gold coin exchange and the coin shop let's talk to zaid motala who's on the line hey zaid how are you hi gareth how are you doing nice to see you dude now first of all i've got to compliment you on your comic-con hoodie that you're wearing i didn't even know that this was uh, something Thank that you, you so much i know this is very cool i didn't know that you were a big comic dude and i i mean this is really really cool i just want to talk about uh, that part of your collection before we get onto all the others, because you also collect action figures, Funko Pops, and we've had someone on with action figures and Funko Pops before. But comics are huge. This is an Im- immense and enormous and uh, a very influential market, and, and the people who collect comics are very serious collectors. So how did it all start for you?
0: Oh man, I think we gotta go all the way back to then. end. Sorry, one second. <clears throat> no problem. I'm speaking to the legend guy, Clift. I'm so nervous <laughs> at the moment, you know.
1: Um, <laughs> Good to have you on. Um,
0: yeah, I think it must have started <laughs> somewhere in the 90s there. My parents would give me like seven rand of allowance every month. Then you'd run on to the checkers <laughs> and get the cheapest thing you could find, which was these knockoff comics back then. And um, yeah, slowly but surely as I got a little bit more than $7 a month, um, I was very fortunate to come across some local comic book stores here, and then the madness just took over, and now we are a, a few boxes of comics in, I would say.
1: So, first of all, I mean, have you been to Comic-Con in, a, in, in the U.S., or have you been to the, the local one? Because we have a Comic-Con in South Africa. I don't think it's happened for the last two years, obviously. Uh, how big is that community?
0: Oh, it's massive. It's massive. So I haven't had the privilege of going to any of the ones in the US. It's on the cards, Mm fingers crossed. And um, the one here in South Africa, I'm very, very fortunate to be a little bit involved with the organization of it. And um, I got to tell you, at our last show in 2019, actually, we saw about close on 8,000 people come through over the weekend. And uh definitely hoping for similar numbers later this year in September. And I'm hoping we'll see you there. I mean it's it's gonna be massive, oh, yeah. you're gonna love it.
1: Uh and people dress up right and, and they and and they come in like cosplay yeah. outfits and it sounds really cool. So uh Dathron and thread says Comic Con this year is in September. It's gonna be awesome. Is that right? It's in September, it's in Joburg.
0: That's correct, yes. That's right. Twenty second nice. to twenty fifth of September at Nasrec.
1: All right, so this is a very specialized and and complicated area of collecting because there are comics that I've seen news stories about that have been sold for millions of dollars. Like original first editions that are still in the plastic that no one has ever actually paged through because the more pristine they are, the more valuable they are. And then there are people who are just into the comics themselves. They like to read them. They like to look at them. They, they love the illustrations. Um, it's the best way to, to learn to speak for some people, to learn to read for some people. I know people who don't read books, but they love comics. Um, so so uh, are you are you serious about this, or is it just uh, like a fun hobby? Um, look, I would say
0: that um, it's, it varies depending on what 's going on, so more often than not, I would like to say i 'm fairly serious about it, um, but look the second, you lose sight of the fact that it 's really supposed to be a form of entertainment and honestly escape in some ways, um, then you uh, to my humble mind you 're mm-hmm. losing the plot a little bit so. I'll- I would say I'm somewhere in the middle of the spectrum. Um, I'm definitely serious about um, speculating with some high-end books. But at the same time, I just genuinely love the stories and art like you alluded to.
1: All right. So um, what made you take an interest in comics? Because you could easily have just gone with the action figures or the Funko Pops. What is it about comics that makes you happy and excited?
0: I think it's uh, one of those things where it's an easy entry point. I mean, currently you're looking at about 50, 60 bucks to get uh, your monthly fix. And um, the stories are always evolving. So what happens is you get a story arc. Once that's complete, there's usually a new creative team coming in and then they take the story in a whole different direction. And just sort of having these different characters on these different journeys and you are sort of, in the passenger seat with them through that, it's really, really an amazing thing. I mean, imagine having a Marvel blockbuster running through your brain every 25 days, you know, in the form of a comic book, it's, it's just a phenomenal experience to have. So for me, it's the longevity of the stories, the characters, and just the art form as a whole that really got me plugged in there.
1: Well, you mentioned like blockbusters, how many comics have become like these massive, massive successful movie franchises? Um, I wonder if people like Stan Lee ever had any idea when they started their career that they would end up producing a slew of films that are now unassailable at the box office. It's like, you know, if you don't have a Marvel or a DC movie, you're just not going to make money at this stage uh, anywhere in the world. It's These are the most successful movies in the world right now.
0: It's obscene to think. It's obscene to think. I think that uh, way back in the when when Stan Lee, for example, was creating Spider-Man, I read an interview uh, some years back where he said that, look, at that point, we were just trying to compete in the market with um, what we now know as DC Comics. Mm. And over the years, just the cultural zeitgeist has become such that people are now looking for these larger-than-life characters, and that's the reason why people are plugging in. It. And it's so interesting and so exciting that you actually mentioned how many books have become, um, you know, these blockbusters mm. or rather the influence for some of these blockbusters because at the moment and if you don't mind i'd love to share this with you sure. um there's thor love and thunder that's coming out um in a couple of days time mm-hmm. and a couple of years back i lucked out and speculated on a certain thor story oh, and wow. uh, these comic books to be here a couple of these have actually become um the core Of the Thor story. Sorry, that was a terrible, terrible
1: line. I do apologize. Hold those up up close to the camera. Let's just have a look at those. That looks Uh, great. Yeah, sure, 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 sure.
0: So there's this one over here, and there's this one over here. Wow. And there's this one over here. And uh, there are a couple that um, I didn't go and take out of storage because I'm worried that my nerves are going really to make me squash because, oh, my God, this guy is going to look easy. So, I'm just leave those ones aside.
1: All right. So, tell us quickly because you've shown us those three Thor ones. Yes. But how big is your collection at the mm-hmm. moment? How many comics do you have?
0: Oh, I hope my, my mom and wife are not watching but uh, <laughs> close on about 10,000 now. Wow. So You know? Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 You might say things got a little out of hand somewhere along the way but, um <laughs> Yeah.
1: It's amazing.
0: Uh, it's a mad, it's a disease, but it's the best kind. It's the best kind.
1: What, what is uh, your most valuable one? Uh, can you tell us, or do you, would you rather keep that uh, secret?
0: Uh, no, no, no. I really would love for people to sort of um, have the same sort of love and passion I do. So um, I think in terms of monetary value, um, one of the ones I'm comfortable sharing is my first appearance on Ghost Rider. Um, so you may recall a couple of years back... Um, You know, a guy with the flaming scounder motorbike, you know. Uh, So I've got the first appearance of that character. But honestly, for me, there's also an emotional aspect in it. So I would have to say that, you know, monetary value aside, personal value would probably have to be this book. Um, this is a copy of Batman number 50, and it's got art that uh, I actually did. And at the last Comic Con, I was able to get signed by all of the guests. Oh, so wow. for me, this book here represents it represents a moment in time for me because uh, some of my favorite artists um actually you know looked at my art to praise it gave me tips and pointers and then each of them wrote a little message about it for me you know and it was just you know that's what comic-con is for me that's what comic collecting is for me and this year is just one of those uh, people throw around the term grail very loosely
1: yes yes. but this is cool so you're also an artist i mean you 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 draw your own (laughs) that's very cool i dabble dabble. that's not a small thing that's very very cool um all right, so I know She's Leanne's the probably got some questions as well, but how do you store these comics? I mean, where do you, where do you keep them? Because you can't just uh, put them on the shelf uh, with a bunch of books that get bent or squeezed or, or or you know, mm. someone messes something on the shelf and then you, you suddenly have uh, like a really valuable comic that's worth nothing because it's got a tea stain on it or something.
0: <laughs> you know, funny story, that actually happened to me once and um, yeah, that, that was awkward, but um, you know, There's there's various ways. Uh, What's really awesome about uh, comic book collecting here in South Africa is that when you go to the stores, they actually do you the favor of popping comic books into these uh, bags and boards. You know, Mm. so that's like a very basic level of protection. Then you can upscale a little bit. Uh, Oh, sorry, sorry. I'm going off on a tangent there. But, you know, you get these things they call uh, top loaders so you can pop them in. That stores them. This year is uh, slabbing, so it's CGC, and um, this is where they encase the entire thing in sort of this plastic slab, so it's like really, really solid. Wow. And then, of course, you get special comic book boxes you pop them in, and those go into storage. So Jesus. that's sort of like the hierarchy and scale of
1: things. There's a whole world of,
2: just but like that story. one that you've just shown us, shown us be yes. the... entirely enclosed. Can you yes, can yes. you open that?
0: Um, you could. You probably shouldn't. You know. But okay, So it's um, these, you would need to use a pair of scissors. Um, probably pliers and a hammer. But uh, yeah, wow. it's really, really, really solid. So um, you know, so this this here, this um, this style of doing things, if you have. Uh, what they call a key comic book uh, so a book that's probably going to end up in value a bit or something that's really you know special to you then it's probably worth getting it encapsulated like this because what this does is it actually preserves the integrity of the book it has a little acid sleeve in there so even the ink and stuff it doesn't cause the paper to de- deteriorate so uh, in terms of longevity hmm. this is probably the way to go in terms of saving your books it's amazing but that does mean that you
2: can't, you can't page through it and read it, right?
0: Yes, 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 yes. But fortunately, now in 2022, I mean 2022, that is, you find that it's really easy to get uh, facsimile versions of books. So those wow. are sort of uh, cheaper reader versions. So if you really, really want to speculate in books, um, then it's probably wiser to keep your high-end valuable books in sort of a protective casing. Mm. And if you really wanted to read it, then you, you can get those easily at any of the local comic book stores. Yeah? So those are essentially reprints of, um, I'm going to say, those key books.
2: It's
1: amazing. So they lose... And so now, do, they, you, yeah, go do ahead, you read Leanne, sorry. comics
2: only? Or do you... Sorry, there's a bit of a delay because I'm using my my my, um, my hotspot on my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, do you use you know read these comic books all the time? Not the ones, you know, I'm talking about the subscriptions that you have every month. Is that all you read, or do you read other sorts of literature?
0: Oh, no, no, no. I I do read um, for my day job. You know, there's a a fair amount of research and author that goes into it. So there's. Obviously love reading there. I still read for Ledger, um, and nowhere on the level of Gareth, obviously. I mean, I saw the video about his book collection, and that is no, tough to crazy. aspire to. Sir. <laughs> That's tough to aspire to. One day when I'm a big boy, one day, you know. But um, really, really speaking, um, you know, reading, I think one of the many reasons why I to into comic books is, uh, you know, there was a slogan back in the 90s where comic book reading is reading too. And so, you know, mm. it was really a nice way to actually plug into and gather to this earlier. It's a way to actually get people to read. And I just sort of got stuck into it a couple of decades later.
2: Yeah. Nothing I think r- it's it's important. I mean, it's, it's, it's like um, audio. I grew up listening to audio tapes, that, you know, with the books. Mm. And that was so important in teaching me, you know, the, the sound and the words as I'm reading them. Yeah. Um, and that got me reading, physically reading, before I was even at school. And That's something awesome. like comic books can do the same thing for Absolutely. kids. Absolutely. So, I mean, when I ask if it's all to read, I think it's, I think it's fantastic. And it's good that it's yeah. out there.
1: So, Ethan mm-hmm. says here, your most valuable comic has your own art plus so many incredible signatures. You are a legend. A lot of people here <laughs> asking all kinds of questions, oh, thank too. thank you so sure much, Um This is amazing. M.M. says, a friend of mine who's 72... Died last year in a house full of comic books. Paramedics struggled to open the door. It is such a valuable and rare collection. If anyone is interested in Amsterdam, oh, I'm pretty sure there'll be a lot of people who'd be interested now, in M. M. So uh, you know what? Maybe send us an I'm email. Interested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> there are people who'd pay a lot of money I'm for
0: interested.
1: that. <laughs> Have you? Um,
2: MM does add, though, interested in the collection, not the dead body.
1: Yeah, that's a good uh, point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Important no distinction. Very really important <laughs> distinction. <laughs> that's great. Does exposure to light over time fade the comics?
0: Uh, it is possible, yes. Um, so UV light actually does cost, uh, cause a little bit of bleaching. So what you actually get is, and I think there's actually a secondary market now just in terms of how to store your stuff. So you do get some, um, you know, some protectors like this that actually have UV screening on it. And so that they actually prevents the UV light from bleaching it out. But yeah, it's probably wise not to have your stuff uh, in direct sunlight. Uh, if I may be so bold, uh, just behind me over here, with my display stuff, on the screen doors at the side of there to the study, there is actually a UV filter over there just to huh. you not know, block it. So yeah, you, you. you gotta look after your That's stuff. That's very impressive.
1: It's very impressive. I mean, it's like some libraries. Like they have they have these rooms that are sealed off where you know they they control what the gases in the air are, and they actually they also have no light, mm-hmm. no no natural light coming in. Uh, and very careful amounts of light Mm -hmm. that are introduced into the room in terms of the actual lights in the ceiling. So... If, you, if you're serious about the stuff, you have to think about these things, right? Indeed, indeed. You know, the,
0: the entire thing, you know, it's, it's so funny that there's an entire value chain that goes into the collecting and the storage and the hmm. protection. And now there's a whole debate in South Africa about, okay, look, how do you go about insuring it? Because do you specify each item or do you just, you know, you technically you can't call it household contents, even though it is content. That's an ongoing debate with the guys yeah. from one of the Companies, but this is the beauty of it. And what I love about any sort of collecting is that, you know, when you really plug into it, it actually adds so many different layers. It's so nuanced. It's such a, mm-hmm. such a wonderful thing to have a means of escaping or rather accentuating the human experience, uh, just so long as it doesn't go all kinds of, you know, crazy there where you lose the plot, you know, you've know got to well, watch out for that. So well, this is very, very fine line. Very so fine this is line.
1: something we have to ask you because it comes up with a lot of our collectors. Yes. You, you mentioned you've got a wife and, and a family. Now, uh, do they give you trouble about your collecting because your collecting could become a bit of an obsession? And I see you have this beautiful room with all your display cabinets and things there. Um, how, how far have you gone down the rabbit hole of becoming a, a, a wacky Nutcase collector and have, have your family complained?
0: Uh, no, 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 fortunately, fortunately, you know, at any given point in time, my mom is allowed to have that intervention that say, this is an intervention. No more toys, <laughs> you know? Uh, no, but I just, I just, um, I think that, you know, the problem with any sort of collecting, you know, you, you can't lose sight of the fact that, look, this is one aspect of your life. It shouldn't supplant, uh, like I say, the whole human experience. So, sure. uh, in our household, um, my wife and I, we, you know, we, we discuss these things. We, you know, we have a budget. We look at these things. And, you know, what I find is there's never going to be a day, you know, where I'm going to be there. Okay, you no, know, listen, honey, uh, we cannot go out for supper because I need to buy the new issue of Harley Quinn, for example. You know, <laughs> it's, it's about having a balance. It's about, you know, saying to yourself, this is what we do. This is how we sure. do it. And uh, you got a plan. You know you got a plan. So And Zay, yeah, I mean I haven't it, lost it true? It not quite yet. Yes. yes isn't sir.
1: it also true that some of these have been very good investments for you? You may have actually made more money. We were joking earlier yes. about how people who bought Bitcoin yes. and who were buying stocks a year ago thought they were in a good position and actually it ended up NFTs. Being, Yeah, it ended up being good to, to buy gold instead. Are are there comics there that you know have improved in value that, that were a really good investment?
0: Yes yes without a doubt um if 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 you would permit me can i show you one because yeah. i wanted to talk about it, but Absol- that's okay
1: absolutely okay 100% yeah.
0: so this is a comic now um, it's Originals and uh, get the angle right Originals Sin issue number four Amazing Spider-Man so this was a mini series some years back and in this book they introduced a new character called Silk in the Spider-Man universe mm-hmm. and now what we are seeing, there's a lot of apps and you can check on eBay what we are seeing is this book is actually trending up in value a fair amount because there's going to be a series that's coming out soon so mm-hmm. what we've seen in recent years is because of the movies because of the series and everything we're seeing in you know, uh, popular media generally, yeah. um, like you said earlier, a lot of these stories influence these things. So you find that when an announcement is make, made, these things start blowing up in value. I'm not sure if um, you've uh, gotten Disney+, Plus, but um, there's a series there called Miss Marvel. And um, I was very fortunate uh, to get two copies of her first appearance a little while back. And now oh. I'm just watching that trend and I'm like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> and that, and that, and again, you know, I hope my wife is not watching at this exact moment because between us and about the couple of many, many people that watch this, I just, I just, um, what you find now is that that's always my, 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 justification. I'm like, no, love, you see this thing over here, if it's you spend a hundred dollars on it right. now and we buy 10, a little way down the line, going could be worth more. Look at this one, and she's like, "Nope, not buying any of that. Not buying. Nope, nope, nope. Come on, come on, And That's why. But yeah, <laughs> no, but yeah, that. it has been, it has been really good for me and a lot of my uh, my peers, my friends. Um, and look, it's it's just a wonderful. Uh, the value aside, and uh, you forgive me, but the value, monetary value aside, mm. it's really awesome to have a hobby that. On a monthly basis, the expenditure isn't that much, relatively speaking. Um, it gives you entertainment. It's you know it, it, it's and then there's a side effect that it may actually go up in value later. So I would say love comic books, love the things you collect for. The fact yeah. that you love it, and not necessarily because it may go up and down, because that's sure. the easy way no, to start I mean, the uh, plot.
1: Otherwise, otherwise you, would, you would be just a gambler, a speculator. You know, you're know, you just looking for anything that would go up and down. Yes. This is much more about the, the yes, passion that you I have guess. for this. So first of all, uh, Dathron and Threads wants to know, are you an exhibitor this year or just visiting Comic-Con?
0: Uh, no, uh, like I said, I'm very fortunate to be uh, assisting with the organization of the show, so I'll actually nice. be hosting a couple of panels and uh, some fan events. I'll definitely be there.
1: And this is a good point, too, made by Corona's Boring. Every time someone spills tea on a rare comic, the others all gain value. That's true, right? Because then there's one less. There's one very less true. in circulation. So how do they work these? Because comics can be printed. So you would think, yes. well... Why don't they just print a hundred thousand of every comic, and then none of them will have value? Do they have limited editions that have a, a very limited run, for example? So they'll they only predi- they'll only print like ten thousand or a thousand or whatever, and that's that's what makes them valuable. Okay.
0: Yes. So um, what you found is okay. So um, and you forgive me because I don't want to sound too exclusionary when I explain this, but it's something that I feel would help people if they understood. So um, essentially what you find is a lot of value comes in the older comic books. So there's different periods. So there's the golden era, silver era, bronze era. We currently in the modern era of comic books now. And what you find is that the golden era, silver era, and bronze era those books, because now comic books back in those days, it wasn't LAP as something that where people were going to buy it and then, you know, keep it in a slab and all of that it was literally something you bought, you read, and you probably lined your birdcage with it, that kind of thing. <laughs> so because <laughs> there, are, there are fewer of them, horror stories, horror stories, my friends, because there are fewer of those, there's scarcity, supply and demand, and simple sure. economics. So. There's few of them in existence, therefore those are worth more. Nowadays, what you're finding is a lot of value comes from the first appearances, the so-called key issues, shall I say. And um, what happens there is the speculative market works such that people – figure okay this is going to be coming out we're probably going to see something let me go buy that now the comic book companies how they print these out is they have interest lists and you can pre-order them so based on the pre-orders they get in some cases and the minimum uh the minimum orders that they generally have for certain titles that sort of averages out so you would do a lot better if you wanted to invest in comics you would do a lot better if you could save up some and then look for the older era books because there's definitely few of them in existence and if you want to buy modern books purely for the um speculative um element of it and i don't think anyone should do that enjoy the stuff Mm. then you should look for more of those appearances and stuff like that
1: just quickly what what was the what's the golden era what's the silver era and what's the bronze era i don't know anything about this that sounds amazing OK, 100 percent. So it's basically
0: um, I made some notes here. <laughs> so, um, because these are dates. So the golden era, it's from about 1938 to 1956. So if you think about it, when Superman first popped around, that started the golden era of comics. Um, you it is so incredibly difficult to find these books. Those are those books that are selling for the millions of dollars, you know, millions of dollars. It is insane. Then you get the silver era of books, which is from about 1956 to 1970 right then you get the okay. bronze era of books which is uh 1970 to 1985 so a lot of my higher value books are from the bronze era also you know right. you can still sort of afford them sort of sort of you know what's, what's, <laughs> the, then, most, uh, what's the most then expensive era of
1: books? Is, is the golden era the most expensive are those are those comics worth just way more yes, than so. the rest so what's the most expensive yes. one you've actually ever held in your hands Oof. <laughs>
0: yeah, okay. So fortunately with Comic Con there've been a couple that uh so I'm just and I in my mind just sift through the values of there. But I would think that the first appearance of Wolverine, if I'm not mistaken. Um no, 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 no! It was definitely the First appearance of Hulk. Uh, I'm sorry, sir. So I'm embarrassing myself. No, no, no! This so many is amazing good. ones I saw at the show. So it's the brain is sort of backfiring now. But um, but that's the beauty of um, you know in this current day and age. You know, it, exposure to these things it's it's so much easier now because people understand. Okay, listen. There's there are millions of people who actually love and enjoy this lifestyle, this hobby, and therefore exposure is slightly better. So yeah. yeah. Wow,
1: wow. I'm, okay. I'm still
0: stuck on that one, I'm I, still I stuck on that. that one. <laughs> but, but this is so
1: cool. I mean, the, the fact that this stuff has become like, and now that you can get together with a community of people who are also into this and you talk about Comic-Con, mm-hmm. I mean, it's huge. This is a really, really big deal. Yes. I think it's fascinating to get into the, the, the origins of all of this, to see people get passionate about their collections. It's just great to hear you talk about it too, because honestly Zaid, anyone who's a, a, a fanatic, a, co- a collector, i just love the passion man
0: (laughs) thank you sir that means the world to me it's uh, it's and you know what the series that you currently be now i gotta say i'm simply loving it because you know to see that there are other people down other walks of life who are as plugged in and invested into something they loved that it, it's just it's just a wonderful wonderful thing to witness and before so thank you sir mm. thank you sir
1: well listen thank you for sharing your collection <laughs> with cool. us sure. and, and i hope we get to see you again uh someone here just uh, said zaid was the mc for the brother cosplay uh, event a couple of weeks ago great entertainment yeah. so you, the people from your own uh, cosplay community and the comic con community all coming through here we will probably have to talk to you about your action figures and funko pops at some point too but for today comics all over the place, and thank you so much, Zaid. It's nice to talk to you.
0: You as well, awesome. sir. Thank you very much. Thank you so much.
1: Thanks so much. There it is, Zaid Motala and his an unbelievable collection of comics. Um, so, if you have an interesting collection or you know someone who does, let us know about it, please. Contact at cliffcentral.com, and of course, Collectomania is brought to you by the South African Gold Coin Exchange and the Scoin Shop. Um, you heard Zaid saying it's so cool to have people talk about their collections. We can all, even if we collect different things. Share in that excitement and enthusiasm that we all have for this. No stuff.
2: toenails,
1: please. No toenail clippings, but everything else. You you missed it because your internet cut out. But the Poozium may be a, a feature on on, on the uh, feature <laughs> rather on the Collectomania episode coming up soon. Poo the Poo, Poo Museum, which they call the Poozium. So all of that's still stuff you have to look forward to. <laughs> CliffCentral.com.